Our economy is crashing. Inflation is out of control. Why are conservatives bad, Mommy? Because I thought we were supposed to conserve. <laughs> They'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move. Russia has joined with China. Okay. <laughs> The USA is a mess. This is not real. It's just a dream. Please, please wake up. Welcome back to another edition of Speaking Out America. I'm your host, JR. And over the weekend, lots to observe and lots to talk about. I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, and I know my team did real well. They got a uh, 21 games, the Tampa Bay Rays, 21 games. They've had a consecutive games where they've had a home run, at least one home run. And I know that they went all the way to 14 games consecutive since the season opener. So they're, I think, third or fourth, maybe fifth now overall in, in baseball history going that many games uh, without being defeated. So congrats to them. And uh, there was some great, uh, if you're into golf, and yeah, which you might be, this was a moment for the for the history books. Oh, oh, there, it oh! Is! there it is! It is Chase Kupke. We promised you an ace on 12, and Chase Kepka has delivered! Kepka. Hold on one. You don't see that every day. In fact, I think it's the first one for the LIV uh, golf tour. This was in Adelaide. Maybe Adelaide, Australia. Look at this. Listen to the crowd. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Yep. Uh, also, we uh, found out over the weekend that Sudan... I've been asking this question since the very beginning. Why are Americans in Sudan? And my question was answered thanks to a piece. I think it was Western Journal. I'm not sure. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Also, Joe Biden is going to be announcing tomorrow that he is going to seek the election for the 2024 race, presidential race. And it is no shock to me that he's going to do it. I I just am baffled by how many people in this country say that they think he's doing a good job. I think it's 25% now remain of people who say that Biden has been good for the country. And I frankly don't understand who these 25% people are. I mean, they must really know nothing about anything because everything is going wrong. Everything is going wrong under the lead. And it all started with, with him messing with the energy. And he continues to mess. I want you to go to my website. And because uh, if you don't read this stuff, I'm not going to write it anymore. But few people have the courage and the tenacity to tell you what's really going on. And if you notice, the people that are all echoing, which which are very few of us, by the way, talking about the climate uh, I know people that probably listen to this show is, oh, God, here he goes again. But you got to understand that this is everything. If Rush Limbaugh were alive today, I am sure that he would tell you, keep your eye on energy, folks, because everything is going to be about energy. Think of how they've twisted energy now where it's environmental justice. And they're bringing in the racial component because according to the left and the people who are promoting climate crisis, is they now have said publicly that because of the climate, which has been destroyed by Western capitalism, people of color are being disproportionately, they always use that word, disproportionately 
uh, more by this bad climate. So we have to either seek redemption or we have to pay up, buddy. And that's what's happening. Um, And this is why when you have a, think about it, you've got John Kerry, Al Gore, you've got most of the Obama administration, Susan Rice, all of these people, all of these proponents. Then you have Tony Blair. Then you have Bill Gates. Then you have these ultra billionaires. And maybe I'm crazy, but they all subscribe to this singular belief that man is going to, to create runaway global warming. And I'm not sure how they got to that conclusion, except for the fact, and then I, and it's a big exception, that they are secretly in on it because they know they can gain a lot if they endorse climate crisis ideology. That's the only thing I can think of as to why they would be complicit in spreading this propaganda. Because you have, you know, the media doesn't show you this, but the scientists that are speaking out and they're writing books and they're going on alt, you know, news channels, they have to because the mainstream media won't allow them to speak in their forum. Mainstream media will not invite a climate crisis skeptic, you know, on Good Morning America or Meet the Press. They simply won't. So I understand why a lot of people believe it because they're not being told otherwise. But what what troubles me is that the people who are smart, and I think Bill Gates is a pretty smart guy. I hate his politics, and I think he's sort of the American version of George Soros, where he takes his money and his influence, and he imposes them on other countries and other cultures simply because he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. I'll give you a good example. He helped fund this effort in India where it basically digitized every resident in India with an eye scan or retina scan. Now, we wouldn't let something like that happen in the West. What if the government said tomorrow, hey, uh, starting tomorrow, we want everybody in the United States to get a retina scan. If you are going to conduct business in the United States or if you're going to have a job, if you're going to ever seek benefits from the United States government, you need to have a retina scan so we can keep an eye on you and keep track of you. Well, that's what they did in India. And Bill Gates was behind that. So, He's supposed to know better if something isn't true or isn't right. Now, I just read an article today, and I read them all the time, where it says that methane, which composes a, a higher proportion of the atmosphere than than uh, carbon, but not by much. And you've been hearing a lot about how methane is a main contributor to global warming. And so they're trying to limit cows and flatulence. And Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, two weeks ago was talking about reducing food making people vegan. I even saw a commercial for Gerber baby foods promoting organic, meatless, uh, simple vegetables, which I'm not totally against, by the way. I think our next generation needs to trim up, you know. And, uh, you know, if we have a few less McDonald's at every street corner, I'm not going to be upset about that. I'm willing to drive a little extra if I really, really want a fish sandwich or a quarter pounder with cheese. But the people that know better... I know that they know what I know. You, you see what I'm saying? I read the books by Guy Mitchell and uh, James, uh, James. I want to say James Herson, but it's a NASA astrophysicist I had the opportunity to interview years ago. There have been other books that I have in my library, at least I would say six comprehensive studies about global warming. And the one conclusion that every one of those authors write is that they're what what science is concerned about is theoretical 
because we don't know what truly drives the atmosphere. We have ideas about what affects it, but there are so many variables. It would be impossible to have any kind of a complete accuracy. You can even look at trend lines and say, okay, so the earth warmed from 1850 to 1920, and it went up an average of, say, two degrees. That would be a reasonable, and, and we might even extrapolate from that that because that is a big jump, two degrees, compared to the first 1,500 uh, years going back, you know, to um, the Roman times. So, I mean, one of the things that you'll know when you look back at history is that migration and human expansion usually occurred in between the Ice Ages. You know, mankind has been migrating from uh, Asia and Africa for tens of thousands of years, even hundreds of thousands of years, coinciding with with the, the glacial retreats and advances. And there's been at least four ice ages in the one million pe- year period since mankind has been here. And the last one was pretty much ended by 20,000 BC. You, you can never really measure enough to come to any determination as to what causes the Earth's temperature to rise and what causes it to fall. We don't know what cycles are involved in the process where we had advancing and retreating Glaciers, what set them off? Was it volcanic dust? Was it a position change in our axis? We we really can only guess. We can only look at tree rings and ice cubes when they stick those things in the glaciers and pull out the column of ice, and they can count the carbon with the bubbles that are inside the ice that are trapped during that period of time. But the people that I'm talking about, like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and even Elon Musk, I mean, are you guys really convinced that man is causing the climate to change? And all these other guys are wrong. And you're okay with the fact that you want people like Obama and uh, Klaus Schwab and, and Tony Blair. You want these guys in charge? You want the World Health Organization to be in charge of your country and the people in your country? You really trust these people that much? Is that is that how important it is for you to have power and influence? But how dare these people inflict their ignorance or their thirst for power on the rest of us? And all these guys are the same. You think Al Gore isn't getting rich off carbon credits? The guy's a billionaire. He's probably made as much money as any of these other guys, in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And they use this to peddle more and more influence because they want to get in and put in there because they think that we need to be managed, that they are going to artificially manage us. They are the gods. They are they are the gods. You know that they're now pushing this about Earth Day becoming a religion, that we should all pray to Earth. And I just, I, I wake up every day and I go, God, how can people be so stupid? I mean, it literally is like sheep, isn't it? We have been convinced by the rulers and the power elite that they know what's best for us, that they're going to fix our problems. And the truth of the matter is that they don't know what the hell they're doing. If they had any semblance of how to properly lead, we would not be having the problems that we're having today. Why do you think we have those problems? As Ronald Reagan said so many years ago, government is not the solution to the problems. Government is the problem. And we have to wake up. We have to wake up to the very sad reality that eventually we're going to wake up with a boot on our face, being told that we need to do what we need to do for the greater good. That day's coming sooner than you think. Speaking Out America will continue. 
Speaking Out America. I'm JR. And uh, everybody has heard that Tucker Carlson is leaving Fox News. He is the highest rated and has been the highest rated program since way back to when Bill O'Reilly. I think he, it took a little while for him to catch up to Sean Hannity. Sean, I think, uh, was holding the reins for a while. But uh, Tucker certainly filled a position there and he caught a lot of heat for a lot of things that he did. And I'm a big fan. And I imagine the pressure on him. We don't know what's the report say in the release earlier today. Uh, Tucker Carlson is out at Fox having hosted his last primetime episode Friday. I wonder if he knew that was his last show. The Fox news statement came first from puck news media insider, Dylan Byers on Twitter. Mr. Carlson's last program was Friday, April 21st. Fox News Tonight will air live at 8 p.m. starting this evening as an interim show helmed by rotating Fox News personalities until a new host is named. Uh, We thank him, according to Fox, we thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Carlson became the network's most popular personality after replacing Bill O'Reilly in the primetime lineup in 2016. There was no immediate explanation from Fox about why Carlson was leaving. Not yet anyway, but, but you know, see, this is the thing. It's uh, whatever the reason is, if we can speculate, maybe his salary was exorbitantly high. Maybe he wants more money. Maybe it was negotiation. Maybe it had everything to do with Dominion. But I'll tell you what, we'll find out because with somebody who is that popular, what's it, like 6 million people watch him a week, he could easily find himself on Newsmax if Chris Ruddy can get enough crumbs together. He seems to be inheriting quite a few shows from other uh, Fox Networks, Great Event, Sustran, uh, a few others. To, to make, uh, But the point is, is that Tucker is out, and I just, something kind of scares me about it because it's just one more independent voice who is willing to call things as he sees it. And the, the, the anti-conservative movement, they're all in the, the great positions of power, aren't they? I mean, those are watching last night. It was uh, 60 Minutes, and they had that piece on Epps. And they immediately labeled the whole story of Ray Epps, who was at the January 6th uh, Capitol when there was the rioting. And he was clearly on video calling the shots. And he gave every every, uh, appearance that he was coordinating, which would have been easy for somebody like in a position of being an informant, you know, because we know that the FBI had embeds. But what we didn't know was, what was Ray Epps' role? He seemed to be sort of a ringleader. He took on a lot of authority. We saw the video, and he looked like he was sort of spearheading the movement into the Capitol. But he never got arrested. And he was on an FBI wanted. I remember he was on an FBI wanted list, and then they took him off. And the FBI never really gave any explanation as to why this guy got treated with white gloves. Uh, and so, but people like Tucker Carlson weren't afraid to ask questions, but people who ask questions in this country, they are now considered to be extremists. They are considered to be dangerous and they're being silenced right before our eyes. Okay. So let's get to Sudan. Sudan is an interesting situation because you know why we're there? 
because Russia wants to build a naval base so they can park their uh, aircraft carriers and so forth. Because they don't want to have to go all the way around India and then up through Pakistan and around Afghanistan to get their shit back, uh, you know, to the mainland. They'd rather just go right through the Red Sea, hop on over to the Mediterranean, whip around to the northern part of whatever that is so they can come through Crimea and hopefully get on the back end of the Black Sea. That's what they want. Or maybe they want to have their, their soldiers strategically placed so that it isn't only America's presence in the Persian Gulf and in the Indian Ocean. But that's why we're there. That's why we have 70,000 uh, people being evacuated, part of the U.S. Embassy. 70,000 people in Sudan. Can you believe that? And the reason is because our CIA and our ambassador are over there trying to overthrow the current government that wants to do the deal with the Russians about the Navy base. We don't want the Russians there. So what we do, what we're doing is we're funding a coup in Sudan because we're fighting over land in Africa. This is the United States calling. We want to have no, uh, we, we only want to have U.S. presence in Sudan, in the Red Sea. And that's probably because that's the, you know, the road into the terrorist Middle East or whatever it is. I mean, it's just, you know, Samantha Powers, these people, you know, they, we are never going to have world peace if we have this kind of leadership. We're never going to get to that point where people are truly free and they have liberty and they can speak their mind and they don't have to worry about the boot of government crushing their face. Like, uh, what's his name? And, uh, and, and people are not waking up. That's, that's the, the harrowing, frightening thing about all this. They're just as stupid today as they were 50 years ago when we were being dragged into Vietnam or the Iraq war or Afghanistan. Pick, pick your poison. It's the same people in charge. They want to fund, they want to fund the, the, the big companies like McDonnell Douglas and Raytheon, give them large contracts so they can make more weapons, and then we sell them to the countries we want, you know, to win. And in this case, it's the IFD, the Independent Forces of Sudan or something. And, uh, but they don't tell you that on the, they don't tell you that on the news. They don't want you to know that part. They'll tell you that there's a problem in Sudan and, and, you know, they left. I saw this guy yesterday lie through his teeth. I wanted to call him up and demand he got fired. Uh, there's over 10,000 U.S. citizens in Sudan. While Why they are there, I have no idea. That's in addition to the 7,100 7, uh, embassy members. And, again, why are, why are that many people there? There's only 70 in Ukraine. Is Sudan a, a major stronghold for us and so but there are still 10,000 people Americans left there and they have no way of getting out no way to get out none not not one way to get out they can't get out by road they can't get out by airplane the airport's on fire and there are no military aircraft in the area that are going to come and swoop them up and you know what their response was well we've been warning you guys for six months that uh, Sudan's kind of dangerous you know why Sudan is dangerous? 
because the CIA and the American political machine is causing an uprising. They're trying to overthrow the current government so that they won't allow Russia to put a Navy base in Sudan. That's it. Here we go again. These people are nuts. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. And, you know, if you can't tell my temperament, but we got to get to the bottom of this stuff. It's just, it's just crazy. And I think you have to pay attention. Otherwise, you're going to end up, you know, like in 1984, being impoverished and, and loving the fact that you get chocolate rations on Friday. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Speaking Out America. JR, your host. Somber times indeed. When I think about the fact that the President Biden is is wanting us to take him at his word that he can hang in there and give us four more years after the two more years he still owes us, how much more destruction he's going to bring to this this country. I have an article on my website now, uh, and it has to do with this very issue. Because what's happening is that he is systematically dismantling the infrastructure of our country. He's making it impossible for us. He's working against us on two fronts. One, Biden has completely opened the door to unfettered and unlimited migration. Uh, it's costing Americans billions of dollars because he believes with all of his heart that we should just open the floodgates. And allow people in and what's coming in drugs in huge numbers. And he seems oblivious to it. I mean, there are days when I wake up and I'm so angry. Uh, and he lost one of his own today, by the way, oh, white House's Susan Rice stepping down amid migrant children report. According to Newsmax written by Eric Mack, New Susan Rice is stepping down as white house domestic policy advisor. Thank God. My God, what a terrible she was horrible under the Obama administration. She basically did everything he told her to do. And apparently there was a New York Times report critical of her handling of migrant children. Uh, quote, I am deeply grateful to President for trusting and empowering me to serve as domestic policy advisor. Rice tweeted on Monday sharing President Joe Biden's statement. I love the team. There are no more dedicated. There are no more dedicated public servants. The Times had reported the White House and Rice have ignored warnings about migrant children sponsors putting kids to work in violation of child labor laws. Rice's departure comes as Title 42 border expulsions under the COVID-19 pandemic is ending next week or next month. And then we're going to have even more people coming over the border. So this is a much ado about nothing. And believe me, it was a good thing. She was just over in Hungary trying to uh, extort money out of the Hungarians. We'll give you money if you raise the uh, pride flag, that kind of nonsense. So she's out. Oh, no, that was Samantha Powers. Well, anyway, so she's gone. Rice was the orchestrator of the Obama administration's actions around former Tre President Trump's transition, including the unma unmasking of Michael Flynn. Unmasking, he was entrapped. Yeah, so I want to kind of get back to this Epps story because after watching uh, CNN... 
what what it what it showed me because I had questions about EP, and the main reason I have questions about EP is that there are hundreds of Americans that are sitting in jail right now, as if they're in a third world country, as if they live in Iran, because they showed up and and went into the people's house, and maybe some of them were a little bit destructive, but this wasn't an insurrection. That was that's a joke. That's a big joke. And so why is Epps free? I mean, he's out there shout, shouting everybody, encouraging them to go into the Capitol. You know, I bet you that the other FBI embeds were probably thinking he was an embed. And I bet you anything, they were watching him and following his lead. So he may have inadvertently incited much of the violence that we saw that day. We don't know. Americans don't know anything because they don't tell us anything. And uh, so what all I learned from that is that he's the victim now. Why don't you just tell us the truth? What was the FBI involvement there? You, maybe you know something we don't know. Why don't you tell us the truth instead of going over to Anderson Cooper or Scott Pelley or whoever it was that interviewed you and quit, quit acting like you're a victim? I mean, you were right there in the thick of things, my friend. Why aren't you outspoken about all the other people that were there that are in jail? Instead, you go and get yourself a $300,000 RV and travel around the country with your wife. And and, uh, by the way, you look like you both had some pretty nice clothes on and you had to sell your ranch in in Arizona. Really? Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. You know, but but people were were just angry at the whole thing. I mean, we had our country stolen from us and now we've got a bunch of idiots running it into the ground. And we're the ones that are supposedly the extremists. It makes no sense to me in this in this current, except for the fact that they want to get rid of the people that are a nuisance. So now we have Robert Kennedy running, and they have ended the debates. The Democratic National Committee has decided, they announced on Friday, that there will be no Democratic debates for vice president or for president. Well, it would be for among the Democrats. So Joe Biden will be spared from having to go up on stage and look like a goof because he can't string two long sentences together. I, I frankly think that they should put him up there. Let's end this. Let's put him up on the stage. And let's let Robert Kennedy have, even Marianne Williamson will probably be able to do something. It wouldn't take much to throw Biden off his, you know, balance. And, and he wants to do what? He's going to continue to rob the U.S. Treasury and send all these billions of dollars overseas. He's not handling the Taiwanese situation very well. I mean, I I frankly don't know what this guy does all day, except walk around with a pen and shake a bunch of hands and sniff little girl's hair. And he thinks he can... uh, And the Democrats are acting a little bit too uh, secure about this, too. Does that do you not get that feeling like they're not at all worried about a Trump wave? Like they've got something up their sleeve that they're not worried about. Like maybe they have some intel. Maybe they they got a plan to make sure that Trump can't run for office. And there's any number of plans that could involve. But they just seem a little bit too confident. I mean, who in their right mind would put up Biden to run? He, he I just saw him the other day. He can't even walk very straight. He's had the least amount of press conferences of any president, period. He hasn't had a press conference in 40 days where he has actually taken questions open from 
where he's only had 40 of them in the whole time in office, the lowest number of, of uh, press conferences of any president. And so we've got that. I am, uh, there was a lot, there were a lot of news stories this weekend that caught my ire. Uh, Feinstein's being pressured by Dems to either leave. You know, she got shingles. I wonder if she got them after she got her COVID booster. Maybe that's why they've been keeping her out of, you know, it happened to my wife. She went and got a COVID, bo- COVID booster and a shingle shot the same day. And she's been suffering with shingles ever since. I wonder if Diane Feinstein did the same thing, you know, because they don't tell you when you go get your shot. Hey, did, they don't ask you, did you get any other vaccines today? Are you on any other drugs? They don't ask you that because they don't know because they don't care. Uh, doctors today just simply to do what they're told, recommend the pills that they should represent the pharmaceuticals. You see those nice looking ladies come in with their suitcases and all their, their drug samples if you're ever sitting in a doctor's office and you see a nice dressed woman in her mid thirties, she probably is coming from a pharmaceutical company and she probably on the inside just had a 30 minute meeting talking about how much the doctor could make if he pushes those kinds of drugs because there's no law against it. So that's the world we live in. What else is going on in the world? Well, the big news obviously is Tucker Carlson. He's out. My bet bet is he'll end up with Newsmax. Unless he's got something, maybe he'll just do his own show. Maybe he doesn't need a network. Maybe he is the network. How long do you think it'll be before? See, this sends a chilling message. What does this mean for Hannity? Think of Sean Hannity for a minute. There's a man who has been on the air since 9-11. He's got a great radio career. Uh, He's close to retirement. He doesn't want to be canceled. He's still got his radio show, but it's really the television show that makes Sean Hannity the superstar that he is. I mean, it doesn't hurt that he's on 500 radio stations. I've met the man a number of times. Very nice man. But he's got to be thinking, you know what? I've got to uh, retire here and I got a family to feed. So maybe I got to be a little extra careful now about what I say and what I do. Because it got Dan Bongino last week and now Tucker Carlson. The only question now is, who's next? You're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm JR, and we'll be back. I want to thank you again for stopping by. Don't forget that crntalk.com, Monday through Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. at specific time. You can always come and listen in on the Speaking Out America program. With yours truly, JR. My email address, speakingoutamerica at gmail.com. And I bet you can guess what my website is called, speakingoutamerica.com. How about that, huh? So, Bill Maher asked a very interesting question over the weekend. And he's been, lately, I've been noticing it, you know, he's been asking a lot of questions that liberals are not asking. And the question that he asks is, why aren't black people asking why black people are killing black people? That's what he said. Why are black people not asking the question? Why are blacks killing blacks? He uh, was talking, he was blasting Chicago mayor uh, elect Brandon Johnson during his most recent show, saying that Johnson was 
excusing horrific behavior. Marr talked about crime with Brown University economist Glenn Lowry and international relations scholar Daniel Besner in the context of Chicago electing a soft-on-crime mayor. Bill Bill Marr says most of the shootings in Chicago are young black men killing other young black men. Is that not correct? And then one of the guests says, yeah, that's correct. And then Marr says, okay, much more than what cops do. Why, Why isn't anybody talking about that? Why aren't there a hundred giant black celebrities who would have the respect of the people saying that what you are doing to yourselves, why are you killing each other? Lowry is a black Chicago native and longtime commentator on racial issues, and he's advocated for tougher prosecution. I saw that. I actually watched a little bit with my wife, and I was saying, you know what, that cop knows exactly what he's talking about. I mean, we told you what they're doing down in El Salvador. That uh, it was completely overrun with cartel. Cartel had their fingers in everything. And it was to the point where there were drive-by shootings and cartel wars and territory disputes. It was getting to the point where the people of El Salvador were not leaving their home. Does that sound familiar? If you live in L.A., Phoenix, Seattle, Portland, New York, Philadelphia, Detroit, Chicago, maybe Houston, you know what those cities are like now. San Diego, crime everywhere. Worst crime in a century. They'll throw out us to tell it's 30% up in murder rates. I mean, people are getting smacked in the head just walking down the street. It reminds me of a kid growing up in Compton, California. People just walk by and hit me in the head. He's white. Bam, you know. That's what they did. And I was watching. I was like, well, what did I do? Anyway, so I, I've, I've known about this. We've, not, we've all known about Chicago for the last decade. Uh, and part of this is systemic in, in the fact that there's poverty. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that it doesn't take much when you follow the breadcrumbs to realize that it all leads back to government. Government has gotten involved in raising families and communities and subsidizing single mothers, those who don't, you know, get convinced to have an abortion. I have a, a more tough question. Why are black people not upset that a majority of the abortions that are performed in America are disproportionately higher for African-American women than men. Do you think that uh, Margaret Sanger's dream is coming true? I mean, if if African-Americans in this country really realized, right now they have it good. They can pretty much say whatever they want, get away with it. You can be an African-American and you can hit somebody in the face or stab somebody and you won't even spend a night in jail because, oh, they don't want to, you know, they... It, that white guilt, social justice reform, let black people back out on the street. And again, I, I truly believe in my heart of hearts that the federal government wants this to happen because anytime there's a problem, people just go back to the government and say, do something, do something. That's what they're trying to do with guns. We have a, I heard it a numerous times on the news. We have a gun problem, gun violence. It's not people shooting people, it's guns, right? And so the more crime there, there is, the more people go and buy guns to protect themselves. As a matter of fact, gun sales have gone up 40% in the last two years because people are afraid. 
It's like an endless cycle. It just feeds itself. The more crime there is from just social justice reform, then the more people feel vulnerable, so they go and they get protection. There was a wonderful meme that was spreading around over the weekend on uh, Instagram, and it was an a older woman, probably in her 60s, 70s. She was British, and she was doing a, a, a little video, and she said, you know, and she's was talking to Americans, she said, you know, the one thing that Americans have that no other country has is that people are allowed to own a weapon. And we've talked a lot about this with Michael Letts, who'll probably come on here in a couple of days. And to the left, that's a bad thing because guns just start going off and they shoot people. And if we could just get rid of the guns, see, they've bought into the idea that if you just take the guns from the law-abiding citizens, then, then shootings will be less frequent. What they don't understand is that if you get rid of your guns, then the criminals have the upper hand and you are more, more vulnerable. I'll tell you what the two biggest industries right now are probably going to be in the next five years, home security and guns. Because that's the world we live in now in the United States of America. We can't leave our house at night. I won't. I'm not, I mean, I live in a relatively safe area. And when I go to a, a, a gas station before I get out of the car, I look around. Any suspicious activity? Any, anybody looking like they're casing the joint? I don't know how you feel. If I was living in Los Angeles, I wouldn't even get out of my car. You know? I mean, you could get mugged just filling up your, your gas tank. If you know, there, I used to go to LA and get out at the LAX with a rental. I wouldn't even do that anymore. That area where they have the rental cars is is like the back end of of some Brooklyn neighborhood. It's it just or some run down neighborhood in Detroit. So it's a different world we live in. We're we're afraid to go out. We see that children, young people, are running amok. They're looting. Uh, they're shooting each other, as Bill Maher responded, and nobody's asking the right questions. Everybody's looking to the government for the answers, and the government, has, for, in, in large part, has created this problem. They're never going to be able to take our guns away, but if they, if, they, if they draw on the sympathies of people who are outraged at shootings, and if they get enough consensus, damn right they're going to start restricting. They'll first start restricting gun ownership in the cities which is the worst place. You want people to be able to protect themselves. I think they ought to start implementing self-defense programs for young people in school. Every woman, every girl should know how to defend herself, either through martial arts or something, by the time she's six years uh, in the sixth grade. By the time they ship her off to middle school or junior high, she better know how to knock someone down who's bigger than her. I feel sorry for women today. They're, they're victims. Uh, and, and older people too. That's the new, um, those, that's the new group that nobody likes old, old white guys. Sometimes I'll walk into a, a store and I can just see there's a little bit of resentment. You know, they don't care. Maybe it's me. I don't want to be like Michelle Obama and start projecting, but let's just say that, you know, times have changed. And they're going to continue to get worse as long as we have the kind of leadership that we have. And, and I don't see it changing.
I think too many people are anesthetized or they've been they've been brainwashed into thinking that conservative values are wrong, that traditional family is wrong, that strict law enforcement is wrong. Disciplining your children is wrong. The other day there was a bus driver who uh, hit his brakes. He, he tapped his brakes to try to get the kids on his school bus to sit the hell down. Because kids are just up playing and they're all being... You know, and he tapped his brakes, and unfortunately, the guy got fired. He's probably going to get sued. I think one or two of the kids probably got a busted lip. But the entire country went crazy. Oh, this guy can't do it. What was he thinking? Now, you and I, if you have children, you understand sometimes you got to let them touch the fire. Otherwise, they're never going to learn that they're going to get burned. But when you see it on video, it immediately it stirs up this emotional reaction. Oh, my God, those poor children. Others probably crying, probably somebody hit their head. You know, was anybody seriously injured? I didn't hear about that. Anybody lose their teeth? And and how many lives did they save? How many lives did they save? Because you know what? There could be a time when the bus driver would have to hit his brakes because of some other car cutting him off. And what do you do when that happens? Oh, are you thinking about the kids? Maybe he won't hit his brakes. Probably he'll never drive a bus again. So the, the rules have changed. All of the well-established, well-earned rules of society over the eons of time, trial and error, learning that criminals are supposed to be put away, that certain people can never be rehabilitated because of their, uh, just because of their character. Not everybody is basically good, but people refuse to believe that because then they become, they become the monster. That's the way the left looks at it. If they look at someone and say, he's bad or she's bad, then they themselves are being judgmental. And yet it's okay to have that same scorn for a particular racial group in this country right now. It's shameful, really, because we should be uniting as a people to take on the corruption of our federal government. But we're so busy fighting with each other uh, that we're, our, our, our eye is not on the ball. And that's, that's the problem. We're fighting the wrong enemy. Hey, join me online at speakingoutamerica.com or email me, speakingoutamerica at gmail.com. I am JR, and that's a Monday wrap. And tomorrow, the big day, Biden announces he's running for president. How exciting.